Podcast Answer Man, episode number 77. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit agedesign.com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and today I'm going to be talking about embedding MP3 files on your website and really so much more. But before I get to that, I want to give you an update on some of the topics that we've been covering lately. And one of those is episode number 74 of Podcast Answer Man. I told you, be prepared. There is an awesome Uh, iPhone, iPod Touch application that would be coming your way from gspn.tv. And I was very much excited about that. In fact, if you go back, you can see me doing the screencast tutorial on how the application worked and why it was there. And for those of you who don't want to go back right now and listen to that, the idea is that we have a lot of our listeners who, who who listen to not just the podcast Answer Man, but I do a total of 19 shows right now. I personally host about 19 podcasts. You can find them all over at gspn.tv. And my wife and I do podcasting and new media work for a living. This is This is our full-time career. And we have people who really enjoy listening to our content as we put it out. And we somewhere we put out anywhere between as little as two episodes a day. And there have been times when we've put out anywhere between nine to 14 podcasts in a single day. Uh, That's usually when they back up like a day or so. But anyway, we put out a lot of content. And what happens is a lot of people are downloading their podcasts into iTunes or allowing iTunes to download them. They sync up their iPod or their iPhone or their iPod touch in such a way that as they're walking out the door, they've got the latest material. Well, the issue is that without fail, at around 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be pushing out new content. Now, of course, their iTunes, if they leave their computer up and running, is downloading that content so that when they get home, they can plug in their iPod or um, iPhone or what have you, or other media device, and, and, and they can then sync up and have that latest information. But the thing is, is what about that commute home, uh, that, that one or two hour drive? Or what What about that time at lunch when you want to go for a, a good 35 minute walk for some physical activity during your lunch break? You know, what about all those all those different opportunities through the day? It's, it's very difficult to find a way to get that content onto your iPod. And so what we did is we created an application and and had it developed, paid lots of money to have it developed so that in essence, what you could do is you could uh, install this this onboard iPhone application. And as long as you had the ability to have access to Wi-Fi and edge connection or 3G connection, either one of the three would work, you could stream the most recent content. Basically, you open up the application, it would it would have a RSS reader in there that would look at the most recent content. And for those who are our Plus members and have access to our premium uh, only content with using a username and password that had that functionality built in, and those folks could 
easily stream live right over the right through the air the most recent episodes or or maybe they had an iPod touch and they had Wi-Fi access at work well what they could do is they could at least uh, have it stream and download into the temporary internet files so that you know even after they left their Wi-Fi they could still listen to the whole episode on the way home and and so this was going to be an extremely beneficial application we were going to give it away for free put it into the application or the entertainment section under the application store for iTunes and we got rejected and in fact if you go to podcastanswerman.com and you click on new media news up in the category section you'll see where I I blogged about this and so uh, podcast let me just make sure that that's the actual term that I used for that header uh, do, 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 do. Let's see here. New, yes, new media news. And just scroll down through there, and you're going to find out uh, that there was quite a backlash of people who were very upset, not just about my application, but another podcaster application. And in essence, what happened was iTunes said that it duplicated the functionality of iTunes. And so, based upon that alone, they were not going to approve my application. Now, that's despite the fact that there are two applications identical to mine uh, with less functionality. Uh, I had I had paid to have a, a bit more developed, made by the same developer that are still in the iTunes application directory. It just makes no sense. They made an enemy out of me in, a, in some regards, and I, I'm not going to go into that. I've talked about it over in the Help I Got a Mac podcast at some length. And I've definitely blogged my frustrations. And if you're interested in that, just go to New Media News and scroll back a couple. You'll see that uh, I definitely blogged about it. But the truth is, is that it's just not going to happen. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like they're going to really back down from this one. There are a bunch of boneheads over there at Apple and 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 they've got this walled garden and and it just kind of really helps me to even grasp on further to the Microsoft ads, you know, uh, compute. What is it? No walls or whatever uh, without walls, because, uh, you know, this this walled garden of Apple's app store is just ridiculous. Anyway, so I'm a little frustrated about that. However, I do want to say that my iPhone application uh, developer, he decided to give me the option of throwing that into the jailbroken iPhone iPod Touch community. And there's this entire community of people out there who have these jailbroken iPhones. And jailbreaking your phone simply means that you can install your own software on there that's not been approved by Apple. And it's it's very easy. Well, it's relatively easy to do. You can do some searching out there. Personally, it's not going to be something I recommend. I have jailbroken my iPhone. I had it had it jailbroken for several days. I I played around with it more than probably what the average person would. Ended up locking up my phone, but it was very easy for me to restore it and put it back into the non-jailbroken uh, condition. And so it. Personally, I'm not going to suggest that you do it, but just so you know, they have this program called Cydia, and Cydia, C-Y-D-I-A, is the it is the equivalent of the iTunes App Store, only for the jailbroken community. Now, one of the benefits of me getting into the iPhone um, or into the App Store community was that I was going to be able to basically put my iPhone application in there in the entertainment section and with all these millions and millions of people who have these iPhones 
there was searching every day to find out what new applications were available. It was an opportunity for me to be there with like a less than a hundred applications in the entertainment category. Well, even if I got put in there today, I would pretty much miss out on that um, benefit. There, there, there are probably hundreds of applications in there now, and and that number just increases. And and of course, it w- what's really funny is they wouldn't let mine in. But the the actual average quality of an application in the App Store is not that great. While there are some beautiful gems in there, to to be said for sure. But anyway, uh, I did go ahead and put it out in the entertainment category of Cedia. Now, Cedia being this iTunes equivalent for jailbroken phones, what's amazing is that there are only four, that's right, only four applications in the entertainment category for the jailbroken community. And one of the four applications in filed under entertainment is the gspn.tv application and i will tell you that i have some statistical analytics program that that tells me real-time statistics i'll talk to you about that probably in just a moment but anyway there i i watch i have these statistics that tell me the the time and the place and the, the the browser and the operating system and the screen resolution of all the people who visit my site. Now, in the application that I, we made, this iPhone application, we had there are two link outs on the iPhone application. So it will it'll open up Safari and take you to our site, to the about page and to what the plus members uh, membership is. So so gspn.tv slash plus and gspn.tv slash about. And what I started to notice is that out of nowhere, my stats were going crazy on my site uh, from iPhones hitting the hitting the the site. And I looked and it was the screen resolution of 320 by 290, I think is what it is. Anyway, it, it was just going crazy. And I saw that, it, you know, people are just hitting gspn.tv slash about slash live slash about. And I think if I've added it up correctly, somewhere around 9,000 views of my site from different iPhone users around the world that have installed my gspn.tv application are are tinkering around with it and hitting the site and finding out about us. So I, I guess when it's all said and done, I, I was it a waste of the hundreds and hundreds of dollars? And, and I'll just tell you, I spent $650 to have that application built. I think in the long run, when you consider the fact that you've got these people who are hardcore geeks jailbreaking their phones, Obviously, uh, many of them probably very much into podcasting and very much interested, I guess, in entertainment to at least find out what GSPN app, the GSPN.TV application is all about. I'm I'm having to think that probably that wasn't too bad of uh, an investment over time anyway. Not to mention the fact that it'll just stay there, and anybody else that jailbreaks their phone, at the 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 apps, the city uh, or the jailbroken applications are not like flying in like the App Store for Apple, and so uh, I have a feeling that I'll have some wonderful, great exposure there going on from from this point forward, and so uh, I I think overall it's it, it's definitely going to be a benefit. So that's my update on my iPhone application. Now, the thing, next thing I want to tell you about here in this episode is Woopra. 
Have you heard about Woopra? It's W-O-O-P-R-A dot com. And Woopra is not new, but it is amazing. Okay, I saw this demonstrated on uh, geekbrief.tv. You guys may know Callie Lewis. I interviewed her here a couple months back on the podcast Answer Man. And Callie was uh, interviewing the people that do Woopra, this online uh, website analytics program. And I'm not sure if you've heard of Google Analytics, but it's 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 software where you just put code, just put a little JavaScript code right into the footer of your site. And anytime somebody loads a page, it sends out information. It calls forth um, some some code. It, it sends out a little signal to to your analytics program or your stats program. And, and it gives you some very valuable information. And, and you can see trends. You see what time people are hitting your site the most. You can see where people are being referred from. It tells you if they came from a search engine. If so, what search phrases or keywords they used. Uh, it, it tell, it, you can sit there and follow people and find out what site they go to, where the, you know they hit the main site and then they go to your about page and then they check out a category, you know this category. They click on here. They're listening to this file. I mean, it's really neat information to have and to see. And and so Google Analytics has given you that that ability to see that stuff after the fact. What Woopra is is it's software that you can download and run. I know both on the PC and the Mac because I have it installed on two different systems here in the studio. And it gives you the ability to to see this information in real time, absolutely real time. In fact, I can load it up here in the background uh, right now as I'm talking and recording this show. And I do have a live audience out there. I, I, I didn't really highly publicized that I was recording today's show. But anyway, I do have some people that followed me on Twitter and and have come into the show. And I can see right now that uh, visitor number 1,321 is on my site at this moment, for example. And he's currently viewing uh, uh, gspn.tv slash category slash entertainment slash heroes. So he's currently checking out my Heroes Fan Podcast. Um, I can tell that he's been on the site for four and a half minutes already. Actually, no, I'm sorry, 11 minutes and 54 seconds. So that that means he's probably sitting there listening to the Flash Embedded MP3. Basically, he clicked on the play button. He's listening to that episode from the site. Um, You can also tell, you know, it it would tell me if he was uh, coming from Google or if he was referred by a link that I put in Twitter I, and and that was the really cool thing about this. Uh, I told you guys about plurking and pinging. I did a video screencast tutorial on that. And ping.fm, P-I-N-G dot F-M, is this service that allows you to um, post your status update, like a Twitter message or a Facebook status. It allows you to post your update once, and it will update up to like 15 or 20 different services. So I send out a message on ping.fm saying, hey, I'm getting ready to go live. Come come join the show. Here's the link, http colon gspn.tv slash live. And what happens is that gets posted to Twitter. It gets posted to Facebook. It gets posted to Plurk. And a ton of other places. 
Uh, I set up accounts with everybody because, you know, I want to be where the people are. In fact, I just now, uh, right now, a, a message just popped up and it says visitor number 1,323 was referred by Twitter.com and is now viewing gspn.tv slash live. And so welcome to you, uh, the person who just came into the chat room. And of course, they're listed as an anonymous uh, user in here. And here's what I can tell. I can tell that that person is using Firefox 3. They're using Windows XP. Their screen resolution is 1280 by 1024. And um, it's just really neat statistical information live and on the fly. And so I really do enjoy uh, uh, ba- basically having a better handle on on finding out what is going on on my website, what is attracting people, where are they going, and it also tells you where they're leaving. You know, it, what what was the last page they were on? Very good information. And uh, let me just tell you, when I signed up for Woopra, you basically sign up for a username and password. By the way, hello, Daniel. I see that you're in the chat room now, so welcome to the show. Anyway, uh, you can actually, you sign up for a username and password. You get approved for a username and password pretty much immediately. You put in your URLs, your your domains that you manage that you want to be able to install this code on. And then you have to wait because it's in beta. Now, I've heard stories of people who basically put in their information and they it, it takes them, you know, maybe 24, 48 hours and they get approved and they get notified that, hey, you, you can now start using Whooper on your site. It took me about a month. And I and from what I read in their in their logs, it depends on how many people are you estimate average you visit your site on a daily basis and they are actually limiting this beta uh, the more popular sites aren't even allowed to use it just yet, I, I don't believe. And, um, you know, my site, it, it gets a fair number of hits. And I and I think that because of the, the, the number of hits that I told it I was getting on a daily basis, I think they waited a while before they approved mine. It took about it took about three and a half weeks for me to get approved in there. So I, although I do know some of my other listeners and friends out there who signed up as a result of me talking about it on Twitter, they got in pretty much right away. So it's very cool stuff. But that's Woopra. Uh, so we've already talked about the iPhone application update. Uh, Woopra.com, W-O-O-P-R-A.com. Go check that out. It's totally awesome. And of course, like I said, right now, the person is still online watching uh, the hero or listening to the heroes podcast right there on my site. And I want to tell you that I get a, a, as a podcast consultant, I get this one question. Uh, well, there are a handful of questions that come up, I'd say daily almost in my email inbox. And here is one of those questions that just is as in the top 10. It's how do I embed MP3 files on my website? Cliff, you've got this great, you know, little sliding out, you know, sliding out player that's that's using Adobe Flash and it's really cool and I like that. How can I put that on my site? And my first question to them is typically, well, do you use WordPress? And if the answer is yes, then they're golden. Uh, it's it's always a good thing to do as a podcaster to use WordPress. I'm a, I'm extremely biased, but it's because it's the one thing that out of everything else I've tested, it just seems to have the most functionality for the things that 
not only that I want to do, but anybody else that comes to me and says, hey, Cliff, how can I get my site to do this? And my answer is usually, well, if you used WordPress, we could do that. And uh, so and there are some other things you can do with other sites to kind of make things happen. But it's just never nearly as as easy and it, and it becomes more time consuming. And as as you get more and more episodes, more and more content, it just becomes tougher and tougher to manage. And that's why I really do like uh, WordPress. Okay, so the the answer to the question. First of all, I just want to tell you, go to podcastanswerman.com and in the sub menu there, the sub navigation menu, you'll see a, uh, a link that says tech tips. And as of recording this, uh, the most recent uh, blog entry for tech tips is October 3rd, 2008. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Anyway, the title of the blog entry is how to embed MP3 flash players on regular HTML sites. So that doesn't matter if you have a blogger account, if you have a WordPress.com hosted account, if you have just your own HTML page. You, you, maybe you're using Dreamweaver Dream, Dream or maybe you're using um, iWeb or whatever you're using. You can actually embed some code in your site to make some flash players for your audio. Now, the nice thing, uh, first of all, for those of you who have WordPress, if you're asking, okay, Cliff, what are you using? Are you using PodPress or PowerPress or whatever, all those podcasting all-in-one, all-inclusive plugins for your site? No, I hate both of those. Not because um, they're not, they don't do what they're supposed to do and what they're designed to do. I, I have no doubt that they do. It's just, I am not a fan of all-inclusive feeds. If there, if, if there is a, if it, I'm sorry, not all inclusive feeds, all inclusive plugins. So if a plugin does more than the one or two things that I want it to do, then I I don't want to I don't want that plugin. I want I, I want a plugin to do exactly what I want it to do, and nothing more. And so for me, the only use out of PowerPress or or PodPress is the audio player. I don't want it to do iTunes album artwork. I don't want it to do um, uploading of FTPing, and and I I don't want it to do any of the other stuff that those things do. I I, I like to have full manual control over so much of it. And so I use a pro, uh, plugin for my WordPress blogs. Uh, which is audio player plugin for WordPress, and it's from Six Apart is the name of the company. There's a link to that in the blog entry, how to embed MP3 flash players. That is what I use. I don't use anything else other than that. And so for for, for the podcasting elements of what I do. So what I want to say is if you don't have WordPress, how do you do it? Well, I researched this and I personally came up with three relatively easy solutions. And of course, I asked folks in the blog entry if they have some additional ideas or suggestions on how to accomplish this. Uh, please put it in the comment section. And guess what? We've got a couple additional ideas uh, and, and options for embedding MP3 players uh, in your standard HTML pages. And so make sure you check out the comment section on that blog post entry as well for some additional information. Now, here's the thing. I'm, in, in the blog entry, I've given you just some basic code to use this thing called the Odeo Player, O-D-E-O. Uh, you can find them at odeo.com. 
one of the things that I don't like about them is that there is a uh, clickable link on their Flash player that that if you click on the audio logo or the audio logo, takes you off of your site onto theirs, and it also it's branding them. And I I'd rather pay for a Flash player than to give somebody else free branding on my site, especially when it links out. I also give you a Google Flash player, how to encode that on your site. It's pretty basic, it's pretty ugly, but it does what it's supposed to do, and there is absolutely no branding on it whatsoever. And then the Yahoo Flash player, which can, of course, be used both either for uh, playing an RSS feed as a playlist or... You can do individual episodes either way, and um, it's not that bad looking. It does have some Yahoo branding on it. In fact, I I oftentimes see the display around the logo area kind of does some funky things every now and then. Out of the three, my favorite is the Google Flash Player. The one thing I'm going to warn you guys of, and somebody else even in the the comment section brought this up, they said, listen, you got to understand, for example, let me just uh, find the most recent content or comment. It says, careful, since uh, since they have a bunch of lawsuits against audio management right now, your embedded MP3s will not play once they go flatline. So uh, anyway, uh, that was from Pam who left that comment. Now, I don't know anything about lawsuits right now against Odeo, but if that's the case, you do have to recognize that when you're using a solution other than what's installed on your own server, uh, on your own website, then you are you are basically relying on a third-party vendor to continue to provide the Flash Player for you, you know? So, so if Odeo was to go offline or if Yahoo decided to quit supporting their Flash player and they just deleted it off their servers, then, you know, maybe if, maybe if you're like me and you have about 1,023 episodes, that's not something you're going to want to go back and, uh, and, and re-upload all that code uh, for a different Flash player uh, down the road. So anyway, that, that is, uh, all the details about that is in, are in the uh, blog entry called how to embed MP3 flash players on regular HTML sites. A lot of people have already started using those, uh, since I posted that. And, uh, if that's helpful to you, please let me know. And, and I'd love to know that we're helping you guys out in your podcasting efforts. So, uh, like I said, I am recording this in front of a live audience. I'm posting uh, in the chat room, I'm posting my studio line just in case anybody wants to call in and ask a question, and and we'll take some live calls here if that's the case. If not, I do have some additional things I want to move on to. Uh, recently, I am in the process of doing some marketing for our gspn.tv network. Uh, Stephanie and I are looking to gain our or grow our number of gspn.tv plus members those who are paying ten dollars a month uh, for the premium content that we provide over at gspn uh, to 500 we want to grow to 500 and and by the end of this year which is very aggressive goal we realize and recognize that uh that's going to be a very uh it's not going to be an easy goal to achieve but i think it's one that's that is reachable i i I have faith in what we're doing i especially with the feedback that i'm getting from people 
I really do believe that with the right marketing advice and the right way of communicating things, it's just going to work out. I, I have full faith that that's going to happen. And so uh, I, I have somebody that's helping me out with my marketing. And one of the things that we decided to do was to do a survey of our existing Plus members. As of the time that I record this, we are now at 154 Plus members. That's 154 people who are paying $10 a month for our content. Well, except for the people who recently signed up. Uh, technically speaking, they're paying uh, $5 a month for the first three months because anybody who becomes a plus member before the end of this year, which is our first year officially as a business doing this full time, anybody who becomes a charter plus member in 2008 gets the first three months half off. So, But anyway, you, you get the point. You get the idea. And so uh, one of the things we wanted to do is it was we wanted to survey all of those who are existing plus members and find out a little bit of information. What's the de- demographic data so that we know what kind of person overall, where statistically speaking, where where what is causing people, who are we reaching that actually turns out becoming a plus member? And uh, we're 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 learning some very very good information so that. Uh, number one, we're, we're learning information about why people are plus members, what they're connecting to, and and we're confirming uh, really that our mission, Stephanie and I, our mission and vision for what gspn.tv will be and what we want to become uh, is in line with what people have, have already invested in, if you will, as plus members. And it is. It, it's, it's, it's right on. And I'm so excited about that. It's just that Things are fitting together like a puzzle piece. And when it comes time for us, um, probably around December, to start spending some money in advertising and going out and finding new people to come in and listen, we know statistically what kind of people are drawn to us or who those people are. You know, the age range between 25 to 42, we know, you know, how many how many of our audience, how much of our audience, um, statistically speaking, are married versus not married um, uh, that have children? And, and what's really weird, and I'm going to have to talk to my marketing consultant, you know, some of that's 50 50, you know, and so it's like half are and half aren't. And so, you know, <clears throat> but basically, I, I'm, I have full faith and trust in that, that God's led us to the right person that's helping us out with this marketing and really excited about that. But what does that have to do with Podcast Answer Man? Well, it has everything to do with you guys because I want to share with you a tool that I'm using and it's called surveymonkey.com. S-U-R-V-E-Y monkey, M-O-N-K-E-Y.com. Surveymonkey.com. They have a free version of their, um, of their software where you can, I think, have up to 10 questions in your survey and you can and you get up to 100 responses to that survey are allowed and that is a that's pretty good i mean in fact i would say that would take care of a majority of the podcasters out there and so if that's the case uh, if you have about 100 or so uh, listeners or even if you had two or three listener or two or 300 listeners the chances of getting the response you know you might get 80 90 100 people respond 
So go ahead and 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 do a survey. Find out what's going on in the mind of your audience. Ask them, you know, what they're like, what they like, what they don't like. Ask them when they're listening, how they're listening, what they're using to listen. How did they find you? Find out that information. Ask your audience to fill out a survey. And and you know, so many times. I've seen podcasters talk about surveys and it's always been in the in the in the mindset of, well, how do I get this? I need this demographic information so I can get advertisers and stuff like that. And well, that, that may be the case, but more so, I think as a podcaster, you may want some statistical information to find out how people how you're finding how people are finding you, how they're connecting with you. What do they like that you're doing that they want to see more of and 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 just really being in touch with your listeners, I think, is so important in helping you become successful as a podcaster. And um, can I just say, if, if you want to be creative, there are, there are some things that you can do with the limitation of 10 questions. You can actually, there, you can actually have, um, you can choose this one question and say, please answer the, you know, which of the following apply to you? And you have multiple choice answers and you can ask like multiple questions under one question and if you get into the survey monkey site and and start playing around with creating a survey i think you'll understand what i mean by that um so you can check that out now for me personally i needed to be able to make sure that um you know all 100 and uh, 54 plus members were able to respond. In fact, we're already, I think at the time that I record this, we already got 110 responses back so far. So we're, we're only waiting for another 40 or so, um, responses to come in, uh, and, and we'll close out the survey. But anyway, I pay them, I think it's $20 a month for their survey. And I have, that pretty much takes away all of my limitations. I can send it out to thousands of people. I can have as many questions as I want, how many ever pages I want. I can I can do all this stuff. And, and what's really cool is I can put in, upload my mailing list in there and I can send out an email saying, hey, please fill out this survey. And then two days later, I have the ability to go in and say, okay, I want to email everybody on the list who only only to those who have not yet responded. And and so then it says, okay, well, you've got, let's just say if you have 100 uh, and 60 of them have responded and you send out a second email, you don't want to send an email to everybody saying, oh, please fill it out, especially when the people have already filled it out. So it sends out that second email to 40 people and, and of those 40 people, 20 more answer. And so now you've got a total of 80 people have answered. Well, you're still waiting for 20 more. You can send a third email, sending it out only to the 20 who haven't answered so far, and hopefully they'll answer. And and, and it's really awesome. SurveyMonkey.com. They're not sponsoring this. I don't have an affiliate with them. I, I didn't see that they had an affiliate program. Um, so, But, but ch- just check them out. They're really cool. And uh, I, I would say... Very awesome stuff, especially the, the other thing I just learned, and thank you to my good friend DG who pointed it out. At the end of the survey, if you use their free free service, it's at the end of the survey, it's going to say thank you for responding, and it's going to take them back to the surveymonkey.com site where it asks them if they want to create their own survey. Well, if you're a paid member like I am, they're paying the $20 a month or you pay annually or whatever, then you have the ability when you set up a collector to say, you know, hey, after anybody who answers from this request, if they respond, take them to this web page on my site and you can change that as well. 
So uh, very cool stuff. I just thought I'd let you guys know, surveymonkey.com. Find out where your audience is, what they're doing, what they're thinking. I think that's awesome stuff. All right, so next up, I want to be able to, I want to share with you a little bit of, of, of encouragement and inspiration for you would-be podcasters. I, I recognize there are several of you out there that are listening. You guys are podcast junkies. You're listening and, and, and you love everything that there is about podcasting, the technology of it. You understand how it works. There are some of you who have even taken my webinar and you haven't yet started that podcast that you told me you're going to start. You're on the fence. You feel like, I just haven't perfected what I want to do and how I want to do it. Well, let me show you just an example of somebody who, who did take a webinar. is actually a, a, a gentleman that, that took my webinar. And he did it with uh, the with the uh, intent to help get his daughter involved in a very awesome project. I'm going to play for you just a little bit of the beginning of a brand new podcast called With Liberty and Justice for All. With Liberty and Justice for All, episode number one, September 6, 2008. I am a fifth grader studying the election in school. I wanted to share what I was learning with others. My show should hopefully come out a few times a week. In today's show, we will be covering some personal information about the candidates in the 2008 presidential election. We will also find out who can run for president and what a political party is. All right. So that is the a little bit of the sound of it. Allison has done a great job as a fifth grader putting out consistent content. Let me just uh, play for you. She has uh, she's recently one of the things that I'm very thankful for is is that um, Allison said uh, thanks to the podcast Answer Man in her episode number four here. Check this out. Thanks to everyone who is supporting this show with compliments and great questions. Keep them coming. I especially would like to thank my class for supporting me. My dad and I would like to thank Cliff Ravenscraft for his guidance in producing this show. Cliff is a podcast answer man. Visit him for all your podcasting needs at thepodcastanswerman.com. All right. So anyway, that is totally awesome. And how I know that her dad totally put her up to it is this. Cliff is the podcast. Cliff is the podcast. Visit him for all your podcasts. Anyway, so Allison, let me just say something. You are doing an awesome job and you're going to be an inspiration to so many young people out there. And you're going to be an an inspiration to so many not so young people out there who really have been on the fence about podcasting. I I think that's awesome. Keep up the great work. You're doing a wonderful job. and, And I look forward to each and every one of those episodes. And if anybody wants to know where to go, you go to with liberty and justice for all dot net all spelled out with liberty with liberty and justice for all 
net, and you can check out Allison's podcast. Very informative. Very cool. You should ha- definitely have all your kids listening to it, but I think some of these parents out there should be listening to it too. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you guys. I have tons of more questions, just tons of them sitting in my email inbox, uh, not in my inbox, actually in a folder called uh, Content for Podcast Answer Man. And I will continue to bring to you guys some episodes of the Podcast Answer Man. If you have a specific question you want and you want to get to the top of the list, why not give me a call at area code 859-795-4067. Again, that number is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Area code 859-795-4067. And with that, I'm just going to say thank you to Evan Ag for sponsoring the show. If you guys need some audio equipment for your podcast, make you sound better, give me a call. I'd love to help you out. And uh, if you need some consulting work, I'm available by phone. We can discuss the price by email. You just email me feedback at gspn.tv. And I hope you'll check out some of our other shows. Go over to gspn.tv. Check out the Heroes Fan Podcast, the Lost Podcast, um, the podcast, uh, Help I Got a Mac podcast, all of them over at gspn.tv. Ah, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.